think it's important to remember that midterms are largely driven by the, the supporters that are most strong in your camp, the, the base. And so oftentimes it's really about giving out, um, you know, swing voters and things like that. So I think we're certainly seeing plenty of uh, passionate support um, for the, the strongest of supporters of both political parties. And I think the really interesting questions are going to be, uh, you know, which party and, and which particular races and states um, were they able to capture not only their strong supporters and get them turned out, uh, but also maybe capture uh, swing voters as well. Dave, a little history here. Traditionally, what do we see as far as midterm turnout for the voters, and what are you anticipating tomorrow? Well, we certainly see a, a large decline in um, turnout from a presidential election. Um, and bearing in mind that in you know, really good presidential elections, um, you know, we only about 60% of uh, American voters are, are willing to actually turn out. So those numbers can be a lot lower um, for midterms. It'll be interesting to see what the overall rate is, because once again, that gets back to what you're talking about, um, particularly since it is most of the strongest supporters. Were both sides able to get their people out? Um, or, you know, really was it um, there was more enthusiasm for one particular candidate, and so diminished enthusiasm for the other side? Um, that's that's one of those things to keep in mind when we try to analyze exactly what happened uh, with turnout in midterm elections. So far, what we're reading is early voter turnout has been heavy. Have you heard that as well? I think a lot of people got you know got used to, uh, during the pandemic to uh, voting early in person. Uh, you know, sending in some um, you know their mail-in ballots early, things like that. Um, so I, I think we're we're still seeing shifts as these things become more available and uh, more taken for granted. Um, on the one hand, um, hopefully we'll have figured out a little better ways to count mail-in ballots faster, maybe, so we might know the results, um, you know, uh, quickly on, on Tuesday night. But there's always the possibility this could also be like 2020, where we have to take a little while to really get accurate um, understandings of, of the outcomes of some of these elections that are close. With us is Dr. David Beer, professor of political science at Malone University. And David, take us into your classroom and talk about the significance of tomorrow's midterm elections and what it means in the big picture. Well, you know, it's really, it's about what the message is. And, you know, if we're going to, and, and how we sort of analyze um, the the results as they sort of played out for the country, right? I mean, if if the Democrats have um, a, a bad day, we're we're going to ask questions like, um, you know, was was focusing on abortion uh, after the recent Supreme Court decision, um, you know, something that uh, was actually appealed to their base, but actually didn't swing um, independent voters more than basic, um, um, you know, issues of say economics, inflation, things like that, gas prices. You know, if uh, Republicans don't do as well as they expected, we'll have questions about, um, you know, is this uh, candidate quality? Um, is this, you know, still concerns about January 6th and, and uh, uh, former President Trump's influence on the Republican Party? You know, things like that. So we're going to really kind of look um, to see is there a kind of an overall takeaway we can have um, from the election um, or, you know, where there may be just particular quirks in, in states um, um, and, and really we'll look at how our polling did. Uh, we keep uh, every kind of these recent elections, we keep looking to see, you know, were the polls accurate? How can we do a better job actually measuring um, voter sentiment and, and predicting turnout and things like that so that we can have accurate information um, about our elections? David, let me ask you this. How much do you get the, the meters to move over a weekend before when you have Trump and Bush out 
on the Republican side and Obama and Joe Biden out on the Democratic side. Does that does do those efforts traditionally move the meters at all? Those are really gain, uh, you know uh, geared towards just getting people out to vote. It's not actually about changing people's minds. It's reminding them you've got a responsibility coming up. You've maybe you know maybe you've you've thought to yourself you support one candidate over the other or you prefer one candidate over the other, but you have to actually show up and vote. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking about money and politics and things like that, but at the end of the day, the only thing that actually gets counted are the votes. And if you can turn people out. Um, simply through, you know, your local associations, you know, your church organizations um, and schools and things like that, um, you can do that cheaply. Or do you need to blanket the airwaves with ads to try to encourage people to actually get on vote? So rallies are about generating enthusiasm and having enthusiasm be turned into commitment to actually show up at the polls um, on Tuesday. Dr. David Beer, professor of political science, Malone University. There's a couple of big states that are taking center stage tomorrow, David. Talk about those states you're really looking at. I know Ohio is one of them. Yeah, I mean, particularly we're kind of focusing on, um, you know, Senate races, I would say. So the, the ones that we're, we're thinking about are not only Ohio, but Pennsylvania, um, um, you know, those places where we could have, we could have a swing in the, the control of the Senate. Are we going to have divided government? You know, it looks at this point like we'll certainly see the House flip towards the Republican Party. Um, but it makes a big deal if both the House and the Senate flip to the Republican Party. So, you know, Georgia, another one of those we're paying attention to. And, and also, going back to your comment about rallies, it's interesting also to know where those rallies are happening. Um, and a sign of the, the Democratic worry is that actually they're expending um, kind of resources campaigning in states that have been traditionally pretty blue. So actually seeing Biden trying to get out the vote for the New York governor um, sends a signal of worry about what they Democrats actually think is going to happen tomorrow. David, let's go to Ohio, and a lot of people will be looking at our state from Columbus with the governor race to this huge U.S. Senate race when you've got Tim Ryan and J.D. Vance. Yeah, um, I think that one has really got to be one of the closest ones um, uh, in, in the country. And so um, both both candidates are, are running the, the kind of campaigns that they, they imagine. They're, they're trying to talk you know, use the talking points that uh, that they want, um, and it's it's statistically it's a it's a dead heat, um, and that's certainly um, interesting given how easily uh, President uh, Trump carried uh, the state of Ohio in the past. Um, so certainly, there's you know Tim Ryan is is putting uh, up quite a fight, um, but it's statistically a dead heat. So we'll we'll see what happens um, when it when it comes down. And I think the governor's race. I I, I think. Uh, we're not seeing as much attention to that in national politics because uh, there, there seems to be a general consensus that, that DeWine um, has a comfortable advantage if things work the way that the polling indicates. David, let me ask you this. A lot of voters looking at the major subjects when they're going to the polls. Sometimes the, the voters really don't know much about the candidates and they look to vote at the parties. And when you look at what's going on right now, the word inflation is out there, but the job market is strong. So, you know, you got a couple of big factors going on that could be confusing for some of those voters going to the poll that don't pay close enough attention to the candidates themselves. Well, no matter how close attention you pay, you're really never going to find a candidate that agrees with you on 100% of issues. 
um, just because people's personalities are so different. So we always sort of make some some compromises to sort of focus in on a particular issue or maybe set of issues or things like that. But you're right. Right now, the the economy, um, there are certainly concerns about inflation, higher gas prices, higher uh, prices at um, the grocery store, things like that. And traditionally, uh, when you have economic measures like that, that's tend to go against the party in power. Uh, so that's one of the things that Republicans are leaning into. Um, for Democrats, you could certainly try to educate the, the, the populace and the voters and say, like, well, this isn't really our fault because we can't control these things, or that's the result of you know lingering COVID effects and Vladimir Putin's invasion, things like that. Um, but you're always trying to yeah capture people's attention in a way for them to understand and for them to actually accept uh, have that commitment to actually show up to to the polls and vote um, for, on the basis of what they've they've decided their preference um, in this election.